Hi folks, this is your host, Heather McLaren, licensed realtor in Southern Arizona, and you're listening to the Arizona Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the Real Estate Podcast all about Arizona. Today we're talking in very general terms, but for someone that isn't familiar with using math formulas to discern the best investment property for them, this won't be general terms, but needless to say, in my summary, there is so much that you could say on this topic. We could go really in depth on this, and we will in future podcasts. We may actually have some great folks coming on the podcast that do investing in rental markets. And we're gonna have a variety of experts uh, come on here that specialize in different areas of real estate as well. Um, So it's gonna be an interesting podcast. Stay tuned, subscribe, um, join our little community. And thank you so much for listening. So we're gonna talk about two math formulas today that are great for the beginning investor in real estate property. We're gonna talk a little bit about gross rent multiplier and cap rates. Now gross rent multiplier is a little more simplistic of a subject, so let's start with that one. That one's a little easier. Gross rent multiplier is the ratio of the price of a real estate investment to its annual rental income before you account for any expenses such as taxes, HOA, vacancies, maintenance, anything like that. It helps you arrive at the number of years a property will take to pay itself off in gross received rent. Now, you're not going to be looking at um, the property valuation year to year. Say you buy an investment property for 100000 you're renting it out, you're in year six, your investment property is worth 160000 the market's strong in your area. You're not going to factor in the 160000 in your math equation. You're just going to look at the $100,000 you invested to purchase this income property and the gross amounts of total rent you receive for the whole year. So let's look at an example math formula that's gonna be easy. Let's say the total rents for the year add up to $10,000. Let's say it's, you know, 800 something a month, plus or minus, you come out at a number, just for this example, $10,000 a year rent you've acquired. You're not taking into consideration any expenses. You spend 100000 on your property. Easy math formula, right? In 10 years, you'll recoup your original investment of $100,000. And then is when we'll look at it as professional investors as you start earning some income, right? Because recouping your original investment isn't really earning income. So the idea of these math formulas is kind of to wrap your head around the fact that when you buy something and then you rent it out the first couple months you're getting rent, you're, you're not really making money yet. You're still out all the money you spent for the property. So as a business person, investors have a lot of different formulas and calculations they make to decide which investment is the best for them. Hence the bottom line, which one is going to return their money 
the fastest? How are they going to get their original investment back the fastest, get into the black, and start actually making cash above and beyond the original investment? Now, cap rates is a more thorough analysis of looking at the balance of three figures. You're looking at not just what you bought it for, what your rent is coming in and your income, but then you're going to take into account your expenses. And cap rates can get a little complicated. I mean, if you spend a day reading articles from experts uh, in commercial real estate and experts in finance and investing on cap rates, they would all describe capitalization rate as something a little different. But I'm just going to give you a general idea of what capitalization rate is and a couple of the most common ways people use this figure. Okay, so it indicates the rate of return that is expected to be generated on an investment property. Now the measure is, is a computation based on your net income, that's your income after expenses, um, and you get this and it is expressed as a percentage and it's used to estimate an investor's potential return on their investment in a real estate market. Now people look at this a couple different ways. So basically when you're looking at capitalization rate, it's going to be a more complex formula. So first you're going to arrive at your gross rent multiplier. If you look at that first, that really helps you when you're a beginning investor doing these math formulas. So first figure out say $10,000 of rent per year that you have in your $100,000 property. So you get your original investment back in 10 years, but you know, that's not the end of the story, right? There's a lot of money you're putting out. So take that gross rent of $10,000 a year and subtract all your expenses. Now, this is real important. How are you going to track these expenses? Now, this is a great system if you can have QuickBooks, if you can have an Excel sheet set up, something to track your expenses, and you're keeping track of HOA expenses, maintenance, vacancies, property tax, repairs, everything, and you deduct it all, then you arrive at, say, maybe $7,000 of expenses uh, on top of you had a rough year and you had to do a lot of repairs and you got 10,000 income, you spent 7,000. So you really only got $3,000 in net operating income in that formula, right? So you, you made $3,000 for the year. It's a quite a different picture, right? Um, so then you're going to want to um, divide the proper properties, net operating income NOI your $3,000 by either, and these are the two ways you can do cap rates, the purchase price when you bought it or the current market value of the property. The current market value of the property is the most popular way to do a capitalization rate, but sometimes people like to do it by their purchase price as well. And then you can see how quickly, what percentage of your return on your investment are you getting? Um, so let's say, um, so let's say you have $10,000 in gross rent, 7,000 in expenses. It was a tough year. You had to do some stuff to the property. You made $3,000 that year. Now you're going to divide $3,000 by 
$100,000. And that is 3%. So that means you made 3% back of your original investment that year. Now, you know, sometimes people are looking at your savings account, you make 0.001 or, you know, the stock market that year, you might make 6%. Well, this rental, you only made 3% that year of your original investment, right? You didn't, you didn't do too great on that one, right? A good cap rate for people, investors, they might look at six, seven, eight. People are really excited if they can get up near 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. I mean, where else in, in the current market uh, can you go somewhere and make you know 12% a year on your investment, right? 15% a year. So that's pretty great, yes? So, but folks also will do divide the property's net operating income um, by the current market value as well as the purchase price. Um, because there's a lot of pitfalls to just dividing it by the purchase price because things fluctuate, uh, especially if you own properties for a long time and market value changes a lot. Um, and you're not thinking of it so much as, you know, like a residential buyer of a place you're going to live. You're thinking of it as like a business person. You're thinking of this like a financial investment. So you're saying, do I hold on to this house again uh, this year or do I sell it and put my money somewhere else? Well, let's say it's 15, 20 years now. That $100,000 house is worth $250,000. Um, and now you're getting a lot more rent. Let's say by the time you divide your net operating income by the current market value of $250,000, let's say you're at 8%. So you're making 8% off that $250,000. And the reason why it's important to look at the current market value is because you could sell that house and put that money somewhere else and could you make better than 8% or not? So it helps you evaluate what to do with your money each year as well. You're seeing what kind of return of investment you're getting because the house really is worth 250 now. In this example, it's not worth the 100,000 you bought it for. So you got $250,000 of money sitting in there. Now this is all assuming this house is paid for, this house is bought with either cash or paid off. Now, if you have a mortgage on this property, it's a little more complex formula. You're not going to deduct your mortgage payment as an expense, okay? Um, you're, you're, you're not going to do that as part of the calculation. But this general example of cap rates is assuming you own this property free and clear. We can do a more a complex discussion on another podcast of how to evaluate math formulas of investment properties if you have a loan um, and what does that look like. But both of these examples are assuming you bought it with cash or your investment property is paid off uh, and you just own it free and clear because if you, you know, research around, do some study, you know, you'll see that you can invest with loans, but there is less of a return um, because there's just a number of different fees and expenses you're going to have to pay when you get that loan. So just to summarize, uh, two great math formulas for beginning investors. One, just look at the gross amount of rent you're going to get a year and divide it by your original price. 
you paid to see when you'll get that original price back in profit and be in the black and really start earning some money, right? And then cap rates is you're going to look at your net operating income, take that gross rent for the year, subtract all your expenses except for mortgage, um, and then see what your real net income was for the year, and then divide that by the current market value or purchase price if you choose, um, and then see what percentage of your original or what percentage of its current value you're getting back every year um, to see if it's worth, worth it. Now, owning investment property, and this will be another podcast because we're going to have on some special guests who talk about um, being professional investors, and this is all they do all day long. I'm a licensed realtor, um, but I help people buy and sell property all day long. I do not professionally invest all day long. So we're going to have some real estate uh, investor uh, experts on here, and we'll be talking more about um, what all that looks like. So stay tuned for more information on that. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. There's going to be, you know, pros and cons of investing, pros and cons of putting your money here and there, time, effort, energy it takes to own real estate investments. And we'll get into that all in the future. But it's more than just driving around and figuring out what's the best place to have a rental or where will people be most likely wanting to rent or one of the rookie mistakes you want to try and avoid is buying rental property that you would like to live in. You're not going to be living in it. This is an investment, right? So, I mean, you have to factor in safety, you know, and are you comfortable going over there and spending time there as the owner? But you don't have to want to live in this property unless it's going to be a property later you may want to live in. You want to make money on this property, right? So, Math formulas are a great way to start wrapping your head around how do I make the most money and start looking for that place instead of a second home that you'd also like to live in or just kind of guessing at what you think will make you the most money. Um, so many professional investors buy properties sight unseen, even from other parts of the country or other countries, uh, as we all know and read in the newspaper, because they do it based on these math formulas and assessment of market values and what they think they can make. They don't even have to see the place. So math plays an important role in investing in commercial um, and uh, even residential investment properties. It's it's plays a big plays a big role and I'm not a huge math math buff but even I will acknowledge that math is very important in some of these instances so thank you so much for tuning in and listening and come back soon and we will have more great content for you on the Arizona real estate market have a great evening folks